Well, hi there. Welcome to the Will Preach for Food podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. My name is Doug. I'm pastor here at Faith Lutheran Church. We're a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America based out of Shelton, Washington. You can learn more about us at our website, www.faithshelton.org. This weekend, this Sunday, faith is not just going to church, we're being the church. We're engaging in a number of service projects throughout the day, participating in something called God's Work, Our Hands Sunday. Now, God's Work, Our Hands happens to be the tagline of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, of which this congregation is a member. We, the church, were called to participate in God's mission, to join in on what God is doing in our neighborhoods and across the world. God's work in our hands. That's the theme of today's message. So please open your Bible to John chapter 6, beginning at the first verse. We're going to read a story about God's work in our hands. The story where Jesus multiplies the loaves and fish, feeding 5,000. Now, while I read, I want to ask you to do something. It's a little strange, but bear with me. I want you to clench your hands in a fist as tight as you can while I read the story. Don't unclench until I tell you, okay? Clench those fists. A reading from the Gospel of John, the sixth chapter, beginning with the first verse. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up, saw a great crowd coming toward him. He said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for all these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, it would take more than a half year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up, Well, here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Then Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. And he did the same with the fish. And when they had all had enough to eat, then he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled twelve baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. Here ends the reading. You can unclench your fists now. How do your hands feel? How do you feel? How did you feel as you were listening to the story? Was clenching your hands, did it make it harder or easier to to hear the story? Were you wishing that I would talk faster so you could stop clenching? We're going to talk about open hands and clenched fists today. But first, we're going to talk about God's hands, God's work, God's hands. So just another act of imagination. Close your eyes. How do you imagine God's hands? I think of God's hands as really big. I grew up singing, he's got the whole world in his hands. I also think of God's hands as bearing the scars of the nails that Jesus uh, had from the cross. Those scars 
a marker of God's sacrifice, God's love for you and for me and for the whole world. God's hands are big. God's hands are scarred. I think of God's hands also as an artist, constantly creating, forming, shaping masterpieces, creating beauty out of nothing. Now, in my mind, God's hands are large and masculine and strong. But in your imagination, the hands of God might be more feminine, gentle, caring. Maybe they smell of ivory soap and moisturizer. That's cool, too. What we do know about God's hands is that they're always at work, working for the good and for our good. We know that Jesus' hands are the hands of God. The work that Jesus did is the work of God. Jesus is God in the flesh, boots on the ground, doing God's work in real time with real people. Let me say that another way. Whatever Jesus does is God's work. Jesus only does that which the Father is doing. And if we want to know what God's work is, all we need to do is look at Jesus, his life, his ministry, his love, his death, his resurrection. Back in John chapter 5, Jesus had explained this when he said that my father is always at work to this very day, and I too am working. The son, that is Jesus, can do nothing by himself. He only does what he sees his father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. That's John 15, 17, and 19. The other thing we know is that God didn't stop working 2,000 years ago. God is still working in the world. God is loose in the neighborhood, as one church leader puts it. And the Spirit of Jesus calls through the centuries, calls through the Scripture, and says, follow me. And the call of Christians, then, is to learn to see what God is doing and to join in. That's God's work and our hands. So since Jesus shows us what God's work is and what God was doing then and continues to do now, let's talk about this, our hands, part of the phrase. God's work, our hands. What do our hands do? What do our hands look like? I believe that our hands are to be open and they are to receive, to praise, to do stuff, and to bless. Our hands open to receive God's work. First and foremost, our hands are to receive the good works of God. Like the crowds in today's Bible story, the first function of our hands is to receive God's good gifts, food, healing, teaching, mercy, love. The story of the Bible is the story of God's provision for us, from manna in the wilderness to mercy on the cross. God provides each person with daily bread. The Catechism reminds us everything that we need from day to day. Martin Luther includes a list like food, clothing, shoes, house, farm, fields, livestock, money, property, family and friends, good government, favorable weather, etc., etc., etc. So now I want you to look at your your hands. Open your hands, palms up. Because palms up is how we receive gifts how we receive the gifts of God. So take a look at your right hand. How many fingers do you have on that hand? On average, it's probably about five. So I want you to list or name five gifts that you have received from God. You can think about big stuff over your whole life, or you can simply think back on the last 12 or 24 hours. Five ways that you have experienced God's work 
in your hand. <laughs> Write that down right now or, or tell your neighbor five things that you have received from God. That's the first thing that our hands do. We receive the work of God. The second thing that our hands do is we raise them in praise, in worship, to give thanks to God. Because in response to God's work, God's gifts freely given, we are invited, compelled to say thank you, to raise our hands in praise and gratitude uh, to God for, for who God is and what God has done for us. Amen? Do you know the story in the Bible There's when Jesus heals ten lepers? And only one of them comes back to applaud, to, to say thank you for the good works of God. Where are the other nine? Jesus asks. It is part of our wretched human condition when we receive blessings and gifts from God and we forget to say thank you. The other nine, they might have received, experienced physical healing, but they were still far from, from the deeper healing, from, from knowing that they were loved, precious, held in the mercy and love of God, with or without their skin disorder. Gratitude itself. When, when we lift our hands in worship and praise and gratitude, that forms our character. It forms our faith. It deepens our relationship with God. And so our gratitude ultimately is also God's work manifested in our hands. So take a look at your hands again. Open them up again, palms up. How many fingers are on your left hand? Probably on average about five. List or name five reasons that you are thankful to God today. Five reasons to worship God today. And now lift your hands. Yes, we're Lutheran, but we can lift our hands, even in church. Lift our hands to offer our praise and gratitude to the God who created us, who loves us, has a purpose for our lives. We open our hands to receive God's gifts. We raise our hands to offer our praise. And then third, we open our hands to lend a hand to serve our neighbor. We recognize the work of God and we join in. God's work, our hands. I like the, feeding, uh, the story of the feeding of the 5,000, as John tells it. Jesus, we're told, already knows how it's going to play out when he asks Philip about buying bread. See, Jesus came to reveal and to do the works of God, to show people that he is, in fact, the living bread from heaven. The fact is, nobody would have died of hunger if the crowds had been sent home after the closing hymn. But Jesus, having been with the crowd all day, sees an opportunity here. And he sees a boy who's paying attention. And when Jesus talks about feeding the crowd, he's looking at the boy and something clicks for the boy. And he looks at Jesus and he looks at his lunch and he gives it away. God's work, our hands. The boy doesn't feed everybody. God does that. But in the act of sharing, in the act of opening his hands, releasing that which had been given to him, obedient to the will of God, not only does the boy bless the crowd, but the boy receives more than anybody else that day. There is nothing more fulfilling than to watch God take our ordinary gifts and through them do extraordinary things. Amen? God's work, our hands. Participating in God's work, it's not rocket science. 
Do justice, love mercy, walk humbly with God. That's God's work, our hands. Today, uh, every day, we serve, we love our neighbors because that's what God is doing. And so we, today we prepare a community lifeline dinner. We collect money for raincoats and for clean water projects. We sort and bring clothes for prisoners and refugees. We make blankets, compile school kits and care packages for those who are homeless, for those who are vulnerable, for the young, for those who are serving our country overseas. This is God's work, and this is our hands. So now again, look at your hands. You have two of them. So write down or share two things that you see God doing in the world right here and right now, and consider how God is inviting you to lend a hand. God's work, your hands. Hands open to give and to receive. Hands open to offer praise and thanksgiving. Hands, uh, hands reaching out to give, to share, to release. All these have in common that our hands are open. See, when our hands are clenched, We can't receive God's gifts and we can't share God's gifts with others. Look at your hands. Are they clenched or are they open? Look at your heart. Is it clenched or is it open? There's something, I think it's called hand dystonia. It's an involuntary clenching of the hands. I remember working with hospice patients who had this condition uh, it was an issue that, uh, both of uh, range of motion and quality of life, but also of pain. Uh, and so part of the therapy was for the nurse or the caregiver to learn ways to gently loosen the grip of the patient. Now, you couldn't force them or pry the hand open. That only led to more pain and further injury. So we needed to find other gentler methods. Sometimes it would involve massaging the arms and wrist. Maybe it was some good smelling lotion rubbed into the hands, soothing conversation or music, just smiling, laughing, reminiscing, praying. And as hands would, would loosen, we'd sometimes try to f- see if there was some way we could put something in the space of the hand, something soft like a washcloth or a foamy ball. In doing so, this encouraged range of motion eased the the pain and the anxiety, kept the patients from hurting themselves further, digging their fingernails into their palms, cramping from the muscle spasms. I've had this condition as a pastor, not physically, but in in my life and my ministry. There was a point in my life and ministry when I held on so tight to everything. My fists were clenched. And I couldn't let go of any of it. I mean, it was my church, and I was going to make it successful, darn it. This is my family, and I can fix everything. I remember feeling clenched. And every time there was a setback, my response was to fight, to swing my spiritual fists, to lash out at anything and anybody. The Holy Spirit had to come and loosen my grip. I had to let go. I had to learn that it was God's church, not mine. God's work, not mine. My hands, my stubbornness, was hindering, suffocating the congregation, injuring my own body and soul. 
What about you? What does it feel like to have clenched hands? Look down, clench your hands, and now what do you see in front of you? You see two fists. What are two things that you're grasping, clinging to, refusing to release or let go of? What is God inviting you to release today? Maybe it's anger. Maybe there's a hurt in your family. Maybe you're battling pride. Maybe it's a ministry or church program or element of your life that's been important to you. During this pandemic, we've had to let go of a lot of things. As a church, as individuals, as a nation. I think about faith. Uh, Some folks here at Faith have been collecting rummage and rolling lefsa for a long time. Well done, and thank you. To God be the glory for the money that you've raised, the gifts that you've shared, and the fellowship that you have enjoyed over the years. At the same time, as your pastor, I see clenched fists. I see straining muscles. I see anxious faces. And so I want to simply say this today. Thank you for your faithful service. Well done. If we manage to put together another holiday bazaar this year, to God be the glory. And if this is a ministry that has run its course, that's okay too. It's okay for us to release it, to unclench our fists, to let go, and to receive whatever God has in store for us next. After all, it's God's work in our hands. It's all gift. God's work is mighty. Our hands are frail, scarred, arthritic, and tired. We don't have to do all the things. We were never meant to do all the things. It's God's work, our hands. One last invitation. As you open your hands to receive God's gifts, as you raise your hands to offer your praise and thanksgiving, as you open your hands to do both God's work and let go of the past, there is one more sacred job for our hands, and that is to bless God's work. To bless God's work is to recognize the work of God and name it. And the most important work of God that we are called to bless and name and claim is one another. It is the person next to you. It is the person right in front of you. It's even the person looking at you in the mirror. You are the handiwork of God. And so with our hands, we reach out to one another with blessing, with love, and with a word of peace. You are God's handiwork, God's poema. You are God's work, and our hands, our hearts, our lives, our gift and blessing. God's work, our hands, extended in blessing, the blessing that says Jesus loves you and lives in your heart always, that God made you special and loves you very much. God bless you and keep you. God's face shine on you and be gracious to you. God look upon you with favor and give you peace. For you are God's most precious work of all. Except maybe for the person next to you, who you get to to name and to claim as God's most precious work of all. May we bless each other, and may we honor and thank God with our hands, our hearts, and our lives. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. 
Hope you'll check out our website, www.faithshelton.org, to learn more about um, the God of Jesus Christ, the God who created you, who loves you, has a purpose for your life. You can sign up for weekly emails, like us on Facebook, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any other way you listen to podcasts. Thank you, Chaz and Emily, for your production work every week. All glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.